Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of These Are Bad Movies. I'm Amy Bell. And I'm Amanda Ferriante. And hey, we know you listen a lot, but like, give us that five-star review, you guys. Oh my like, goodness. all of y'all. Yes. Like, it helps. If you listen to a podcast episode, just leave a review. Like, yeah. that does so much for not a even A good us. review. Like, leave a good review. Yeah, a good review. A good review. <laughs> But just like any podcast in general. Lie if you have to. That's so helpful. <laughs> yes. Practice your creative writing skills if you need to. Whatever it takes. Uh, so I really wanted to talk about what happened at the Oscars last night. And Amanda wasn't terribly excited about talking about this. Let's let's timestamp this. This is March 28th, 2022. Yeah. So at the Oscars last night... Will Smith got uh, offended by a joke that Chris Rock made at, at the expense of Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith charged the stage and slapped Chris Rock across the face quite forcefully. Which is what those in the legal profession would call a battery. And assault. Yeah, because he saw it coming, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's only if it's tort law. Oh my gosh, this is going to get... It's going off the rails on the legal side. We're reining it back in. Watch us do it. We're professionals. Woo! <laughs> anyway, uh, we got we got to talk... It, we, we were thinking about watching King Richard uh, to discuss the role that he won Best Actor for mm-hmm. shortly after his uh, assault on Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And we decided instead that we're going to just talk about the idea of defending a woman's honor. Yes. And why that's... No good. Yeah, why it's no good. Uh, Why maybe people feel they need to do it, Mm -hmm. but also that it's no good and, and ineffective and, you know... Yeah, doesn't actually solve anything. Yeah, so instead we are going to watch... The last, the last duel. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted your drum roll. It's okay. Anyway, um, we also know that the last duel is a bad movie just by reputation. Yes, uh, we. But I've wanted to watch it this whole time. Like it's actually been on my watch list, it and has. I felt like a weirdo for still wanting to watch this movie that everybody says I shouldn't want to watch. Well, you but like here I am. I'm a masochist. You like ye olden times. I like ye olden and times. And it's set in ye olden times. And you're also a big fan of wardrobe. I am a big fan of wardrobe. And there's wardrobe in this. There is. They're wearing clothes the whole time. Well, not the whole time, probably. But it's... <laughs> Sometimes I say things. Um, there's wardrobe in there. Um, and we've... Scenery. Seen- and scenery. She likes the olden time scenery, too, and uh-huh. buildings and such. Uh-huh, the set design. Big nerd, which yeah. I don't fault you for all the time. Um, I found Amanda shopping in the back catalog session, section of the bookstore the other day. She's, she's, she's starting to be a history nerd herself. She bought a book on, like, the history of food. I eat a lot of food. <laughs> food history, y'all. <laughs> food history it's i there'll probably be some food yeah in I, the in here i got strong feelings food. about food yeah yeah y'all. 
Um, but anyway, back to the subject at hand. Uh huh. <laughs> we were going to initially do an episode on The Last Duel last year upon its release. And then I heard some reviews and went, I don't actually think that'll be all that interesting to talk about. And, and then, then last happened. night happened. Yeah, and then this happened. So we're yeah. Like, Let's watch The Last Duel now. Yeah, so we're going to kind of, you know, maybe this movie doesn't glorify defending your woman quite as much but as I think. But it is I about think. it. Yeah, it is. And and so just this idea of... Um, it's almost chivalry. Yeah, I, I think chivalry will play a role. We also watched uh, The Green Knight, and we were going to have a discussion about chivalry. Like the rules, the code of conduct. Mm-hmm. But let's be real, The Green Knight was just a little too bizarre um, to have a concrete conversation without me drawing heavily on the Arthurian legend class I took <sighs> in college. Yeah, uh, and I started listening to... like them on audio to like try to prep for the conversation yeah i was gonna go hard in defense of green knight the movie yeah it it was actually uh a little too academic yes to do this with the green knight yes but we did do an awful lot of preparation on the concept of chivalry for that and decided to not get that academic i i didn't look at chivalry specifically i was just trying to listen to the ones where gawain however this name is pronounced, was in the story and, like, get a feel for who he was. Oh. And the conclusion I drew was, like, a douche bro. Oh. Oh. Oh, then you didn't get into the chivalry bits where he is actually the pinnacle of chivalry. No, I did not. No, he is the model. He He's a dog kicker. But, but he is the model. The dogs don't matter. Chivalry wouldn't have... A, I know. Yeah. But, like, the queen cared. It was her dog. She was like, out of my court. Jerk. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, mm, Arthur, let me back into the court. And he's like, I'm listening to my wife. You should go do something else for a right. while. Right. Um, so the the idea of mistakes and atonement, mm. it has a very like uh, penance feel to it. Uh, so, th- so the idea that it's not about being behaving perfectly. Mm. It's about um, being willing to own up to mistakes. Where did this play and- in time wise with Christianity? They're they're at the same time. Okay. They're at the same time. So so some of the Arthurian legend is actually, and this is an example of how academic the Green Knight was going to get, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the the Arthurian legend is kind of a a, a blending of folk traditions with Christianity. Which is not at all unusual. No, it's not. Um, and so you get a lot of Christian mores mm-hmm. on the traditional stories but it's also why like some of the old world magic like okay is part of the villainy there colonialization right it's like "Mm, your stories are ours now well i mean your magic is bad now. they were colonizing themselves in their minds with christianity is what it was but like a group effort yeah yeah yeah. so i mean they were doing it to their own heritage Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it does like to get to what the problem with the whole idea of chivalry is and how we see it now, the green knight actually portrayed chivalry more in the way that it was interpreted Mm. contemporarily Mm. with the concept. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think the last duel is going to show us a little bit more of what we think from a modern perspective chivalry is. Yeah. And I think it is better to discuss that. 
um, with the last duel certainly, than with the Green Knight. Certainly going to be easier to talk about. It is. It is. Because the Green Knight's just weird. And it actually did a very nice job of following the story. Like, it was oh, I a good movie. It was a beautiful movie. It was. It was, like, a lot. Right. <laughs> and and I think the weirdness there, that that's just a foreign... That's us seeing a foreign culture mm-hmm. and what their concepts of morality were, right? Yeah. It's different from ours. And and, and we think we know what chivalry is. It's and opening we, doors. We still talk about chivalry as a way to behave towards people. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I think what Will Smith did last night to Chris Rock, mm-hmm. which on Sunday, because this isn't even dropping <laughs> until yeah, Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what Will Smith did at the Oscars on Sunday was a, a modern interpretation of chivalry. Yeah, you bite your and, thumb at me, sir. I right. slap you across the face. And, and it's part of the modern interpretation of chivalry that might have actually fit in with the old tradition of chivalry, mm. too. Right? Mm. But it's definitely that's what we're thinking of. Right? Yeah. We're not at all academics. We've never, <laughs> we've never been in the academic field. <laughs> this is your standard movie review stuff. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to have an excuse to talk about. Oh, it's lovely to have an excuse of chivalry again. <laughs> and um, they they hang around. Uh huh. They've got a yeah. g- good old grip on a lot of our culture. Uh huh. Yeah, and I mean. The, the bottom line is the concept of chivalry was always pretty rancid. Mm-hmm. And we today have taken out some of the more obviously rancid aspects of chivalry mm-hmm. that you saw in The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. And we've boiled them down into a very, it, it's it's more chauvinistic than chivalristic. Right? Mm. Mm. Interesting. It's 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 a patriarchy, modern patriarchy defense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and well, it's it, it it's could, not great. It could be a lot of that kind of stuff we were seeing in The Godfather, where it's a very traditional a- attitude towards your contemporary men and also towards the women in your life. Exactly. And there's a specific code of conduct. Exactly. That maybe isn't written in stone, but you're yes. expected to follow. But it's also why we're seeing an argument right now mm. uh, on the socials about whether what Will Smith did was right. Uh, because Chris Rock insulted Jada Pinkett Smith. She did. He did. He mm-hmm. did. And, and you know, maybe if he hadn't gotten slapped, we would be discussing about whether Chris Rock should have made the joke a little bit more than we are right now. Yeah. Uh, but we are still talking about that a little bit. Well, it's like words versus actions. Exactly. It sticks and stones, right? Mm-hmm. So it's... Now, if he'd said something, something like fascist up there... Something... It would be different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are, there are a number of people who view what Will Smith did as 100% honorable and respectful to his wife and that uh, Chris Rock maybe wasn't 
straight up wrong in doing it, but he Important made the risk of insulting a man's wife and got hit, and that's the consequences, right? Mm-hmm. A, a kind like, of a natural order thing. Insulting for a medical condition, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was insulting her about having alopecia. Which is gross. It is. It's in poor taste, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you can tell he didn't really think it was in as poor taste as it turned out it was well this is why you workshop your jokes (laughs) exactly exactly um yeah chris rock's joke was in poor taste yeah um i i I don't think he deserved to be hit no right yeah uh and a lot of people come down on that like it's just unacceptable to hit so that is still the modern debate of chivalry because there are people who really, 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 really want to have a man that would go punch someone in the face for mm-hmm. uh, offending their honor. Mm-hmm. And there's people who think that's what a caveman would do. So yeah. I, 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 the I, debate is alive. And it's not... We should watch the movie and, and talk about this more afterwards. Uh, I, I agree. Maybe yeah. the movie's not even about this. I know. Like, <laughs> oof. I guess, we have literally not seen it. I could say some more stuff in response to what you just said, but also we need to watch the movie eventually. That is true. All right. <laughs> Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. We're back. That was a terrible movie. Yeah, but we watched it. We did. I'm so done with Ridley Scott. Oh my goodness. If you're annoyed just by having watched the movie... Imagine how you might feel had you read the book like I did mm. after watching the movie. It's not a good screenplay. Uh, the book has so many more interesting things that the movie does not have that would not have actually extended the playtime of the movie. So it's not even a good adaptation. No. Okay. So like Ben Affleck and Matt Damon went in together and wrote this screenplay because they were both into the book, I guess, and made something worse. Oh, my gosh. They wrote the screenplay? Yes. Oh, my God. And turned it into that piece of garbage. It's like, yeah, it's boring AF. Oh, yeah. That was the thing that stood out the most. Uh, Not only was it kind of weirdly gratuitously rape scene for yeah. no necessary reason yeah it was also boring because they told the same story three different times yeah you know what the book did what not that yeah yeah <laughs> like holy cow and like the critics gave it good reviews did they but audiences weren't interested in seeing it and so it it didn't make back its production cost in in uh money (laughs) in money they didn't get the money they wanted from it and ridley scott got interviewed and blamed it the box office failure on on millennials (laughs) i think what it boils down to what we've got today the audiences who were brought up on these effing cell phones the millennium do not ever want to be taught anything unless you are told it on the cell phone i'm like ridley scott you are a bastard man that is a boomer rant right there yes yes it's like have you tried making good movies yeah i haven't seen you do it yet bud you're like there are a lot of boomers that i love and respect 
but when people complain about boomers they're complaining about that yeah just 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 for our boomer audience to know like, like that's what they're complaining about is the like kids these days don't appreciate this terrible movie i just made it's like buddy <laughs> they millennials gave- are killing applebee's and ridley scott <laughs> It's like, have you, I know you're really proud of your work, but no one's being honest with you to your face. Oh, man. Everyone's telling you how great you are because you're Ridley Scott and you did Alien that one time, but Alien wasn't even that good. Yeah. And this doesn't even rise to that level. Right. You're boring. You're a hack. This is the same guy who was involved in House of Gucci. Yeah. You're not a good director. Yeah. You're not a good director. You're not a storyteller. Yeah. Stop doing it. Mm-hmm. So. Waste of time movie. Uh, and, and like, they had the cast. They had... The screenplay was no good. Yeah, they had the <laughs> cast. They had... Um, All of those people can act to one degree or another. Oh, yeah. The dialogue was terrible. And I think some really good casting decisions were made. Um, but they got handed a piece of garbage script. Yes. Like, it was no good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, I uh, decided before we even started recording here that I was going to take the plot this time. Okay, go. And I'm going to take the plot this time because I think I would like to describe the plot of the book. Mm. And what they did with that, with the movie, simultaneously... Mm. To avoid repetition. Okay. Which the movie is not... It's all repetition. The movie just keeps repeating things. All right. So this is a true story. Mm. Okay. And the book, The Last Duel, same name, Mm -hmm. uh, actually gets into like the real story. Okay. So there were these two squires and the squire, they're nobility. Okay, like, we think of a squire as, like, serving a knight and there's, like, some sort of lesser than. I mean, these squires had charges of their own. They were pretty Mm high-ranking. I don't know what the criteria was exactly to become a knight. They just hadn't met it yet. They both actually get knighted later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're nobility. And one of them, Jean de Carouge. Nobility or gentry? Nobility. Okay. Yeah, they're... I, I don't know what you mean by gent- gentry, actually. Uh, gentry meaning uh, considered favorably, favorably by society, but not coming from like a noble bloodline. No, this is um, Jean de Carouge had a noble bloodline. Okay. Uh, the other squire, Jacques Legris, mm-hmm. uh, was a more recently nobility okay. bloodline so uh the other nobles would have seen him as kind of an upstart okay but he was charming and it it was still within the aristocracy okay so like yeah. the idea of a gentleman and like landed gentry it's just like your family has done well enough for the recent generations to be considered high on the hog but you're not of a noble descent. Yeah, and, and we're also like pretty early on of establishing nobilities anyway. Like okay. this is the Middle Ages. So Jean de Carouge, who is Matt Damon's character, is um a bit of a grousy man. He's kind of just like He's a jerk. Yeah, he's a he's into fighting. He does the war stuff. Rough 
Yeah, he's a little rough around the edges. He's not good at the politic. Yeah. Right? And Jacques Legree is good at the politic. That is uh, Adam Driver's character. Mm -hmm. Okay? They are friends to begin with. Uh, Matt Damon's character even has uh, Adam Driver's character... I can't tell whose names I have harder time remembering. Are these two actors or these two French guys? Kylo and the Born Identity. <laughs> I never saw the Born Identity. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but Adam Driver's character was the godfather to um, Matt Damon's character's son. Who died. Yeah. And his wife and son die. And this movie starts after the wife and son have died. So he's kind of looking for a new wife as part of the plot, mm -hmm. right? And that's where he meets Marguerite. Mm -hmm. But in between him marrying Marguerite and the beginning of the movie, um, Adam Driver's character is just better at ingratiating himself with the... Um, big honcho noble of the region mm -hmm. right and his he starts getting favors from the nobility that that runs the region and it starts to become at the expense of matt damon's character yes and in particular with the dowry yeah there there was a dowry issue um there was also uh, an issue of uh, Matt Damon's character was not given a uh, captaincy, mm. which kind of like being the head of a fort is what this was talking about. Yeah. Which, so which he's, is, he's, which he's, his dad had run. Mm -hmm, so yeah. he, like he totally expected yeah. to get it. And, and basically what's been going on is, it, and in the book, uh, Jean de Carouge, Matt Damon's character, is just really unpleasant and people don't like him. He was that way in the movie. Right. Um, so he just kind of gets angrier and angrier and starts to imagine that his old friend and the favors that his old friend are getting are actually because his so-called friend is telling stories and making up lies about him to the you know, Duke or whatever it was there. Mm -hmm. So they have this falling out and this falling out is major to the point of lawsuits are filed mm -hmm. uh lawsuits are filed against adam driver's character and the duke of the region mm -hmm. so it's it's litigious and contentious um and that really makes it to where Jean de Carouge is getting less and less favors because he is litigious and unpleasant um and meanwhile, he meets and marries this Marguerite. Mm -hmm. Marguerite is the daughter of a um, convicted traitor, twice mm. convicted traitor, because they never did kill her father for the traitoring because they were noble enough that they didn't. Hmm. But, uh, and he was really sorry, apparently. <laughs> so they get married. That further sullies his name, right? Mm -hmm. So it continues to compound the bad treatment that he's getting at court and uh by this time adam driver's character is not even invited to the wedding and they're just like they're openly feuding and everybody knows this and so at some point they are kind of 
corralled together by other nobles to kind of make peace. Mm-hmm. And at this meeting, uh, Adam Driver's character meets Marguerite. Mm-hmm. And what you get in the movie are basically three different versions of what happens after they meet. Right? Which aren't actually contradictory. No. They're not. Which is why it was stupid to do it three times. It was also stupid to do it because there are court records of this case. This is well documented. And the stories were actually different. They... Yes. Oh. And Adam... Okay. So... This is such a bad movie. Yes. Yes. So what happens is after this, like, meet cute or whatever in the movie, um, they... Meet creep. Meet creep. Sure. That's even better. (sighs) Matt Damon's character goes off for a while and leaves Marguerite at home with his mother. And the mother is a grade... A not nice lady. (laughs) Yeah. And leaves her there alone. Took all the servants. Mm -hmm. And leaves her completely by herself. And while she's there by herself. uh, Jacques Legree, Adam Driver's character. um, Sends his friend to knock on the door. And say that he needs some help. And can I come in and warm myself. And then he barges in. And tells his friend to leave. And then there is a rather graphic rape scene that they show twice in the movie for no reason whatsoever. Because the difference in perspective is so negligible. Yeah. Like, it was rape the first time when it was from the guy's perspective. Yeah. It was just like, okay, sweet. Yeah. Love this. Yeah, so they just showed two rapes, but with... Adam Driver claiming that that was just normal affair stuff, which it wasn't. No, although it did imitate some of like okay. the uh, foreplay that he had with like the prostitutes in the Duke. Yes, but still, yes, not worth showing. No, definitely still to modern audiences, both depictions looked like rape. Yeah, right. And if you're going with a medieval time, his story was that he was nowhere close to the area and could not have physically been there. This is such a stupid adaptation. Not that she actually really liked it, which was what he pretend like mm-hmm. the claim that he made in the movie was that she actually really liked me. Well, that ties into the pregnancy thing. Cause in the movie they're like she's pregnant by this other guy and not her husband right which that's in the book too like because they did believe in the middle ages that rape could not cause pregnancy Mm -hmm. uh there are some morons who believe that today yes in missouri in particular yes (laughs) you're medieval over in medieval missouri Missouri. (laughs) um but We do have Marguerite's story of the rape. Mm -hmm. And the actual story of the rape was actually considerably worse than the story portrayed here. Mm. That when they put it under Marguerite's um, 
perspective in the movie they did the thing where like the truth yeah which was so right just like wow you guys are so progressive you're still a feminist right hashtag me too like right it was it was so stupid but here's the thing we don't have really marguerite's own words Mm -hmm. she didn't write it or anything like that she probably wasn't able to write even if she was able to read she probably wasn't able to write court testimony yes yes and some of that testimony was even coming from her husband yeah right yeah um but the actual claim was that uh Legree and his friend Mm. both Mm. like restrained her it was much more violent yeah much more brutal yeah both men were involved Mm. in in the accusation right yeah yeah. and here's the thing the book it was a much more brutal rape that they spent a lot less time on yeah right yeah like we got two rapes in the movie uh no two two different takes of the same rape (laughs) right right but we had to see it twice yeah yeah and then it wasn't even like accurate. Accurate. And <sighs> well, that was the other thing. That, like they when she's telling Matt Damon, her husband about it, she's like they held me down, which matches the court testimony. Yes. But that's not what they depicted. No. Um, I know. I know. It's a terrible screenplay. I know. It gets it gets more aggravating on the choices that they made okay because they told this same story three times it was so boring really it was inaccurate yeah and then they kind of go to part two which is like getting down to the dual business and in the dual business they skipped a whole lot of very interesting legal stuff that is well documented and would have actually made fascinating drama yeah fascinating like the, the drama. little bit of the the trial you do see is very much the kind of of movie trial people like to watch yes like people like that kind of courtroom drama yes and they and it was a very minimal part of the movie right they skipped over this huge bit there were lawyers on both sides mm-hmm. they had to get all these seconds and all of the all of these watching. people that the king is clearly having a good time with this right which was interesting to see in the movie the king was just like oh a duel yeah fun yeah um but like the idea even that there that you needed a legal counsel to have a duel i mean i don't think that was portrayed very well it was not it was made like it was just some kind of crazy lawless time but when you read the book and you look at some of these interesting legal arguments and the maneuvering they did to get to the point where a duel happened. Mm-hmm. What the duel really was is in a time when there was no forensic evidence mm-hmm. and all you had access to justice was based on who you knew and who your friends were. Mm-hmm. A duel was, especially in a very devout culture, that really believed that God would give them the um, truth. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only avenues of justice yeah. that they could have possibly had for a rape case. Other than flipping a coin. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's no forensic. I mean, we're still terrible at prosecuting rape when we 
do have the ability to find out who did it. Yeah. Right? Well, and and then it's not a matter of who did it. It's a matter of like was... whether it was rape. Yeah, exactly. Right. The the victim goes on trial. Yeah. Uh which there was a no- there was there was some of that mm-hmm. uh in these proceedings, but they just did a movie bad. They did yeah, it so yeah. bad. And it was so interesting. And the things that they had to do to prepare to go into battle. Mm-hmm. And they showed, like, they did these weird inaccuracies with the duel where they just had people that were out there with them getting beheaded. And, like, there was a really elaborate, like, display they did where everybody kind of held the gate open and then ran inside and then locked them in and some of the martial people had ladders to climb out like they didn't leave anybody in there with them this is so stupid yeah it's so so in this book isn't very thick they no took, i read it in two days they took a concise relatively accurate and interesting story yes and inflated it yes and made it boring and inaccurate like they did a they did it bad. Really bad. Yeah. They did it really yeah. bad. Like, it was so interesting to look at because you read the- After you'd already seen the terrible movie. Exactly. It, it was interesting. The book was interesting after seeing the terrible movie. And it actually, reading the book, you start to get a really good sense of why these chivalric practices were just more logical. mm you know, they, it, there's just a little bit more logic to it than you saw in the movie, right? Oh, the, the movie, it was just like, yeah, uh, power corrupts. Maybe we should avoid that. Yeah. The movie was like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it went bad because of the desire for power. Lesson learned, never. And that's one of the things that I got from reading a little bit more about chivalry while you were reading The Last Duel. What I read was the the monetary basis of chivalry. Like, uh-huh. why would someone want to be a knight? Right. It's for the land or the money. Right. Like, that's why you go and you fight these wars and you pay lip service to whoever. Right. And they give you money and land. Right. And that's how you make a living. Right. And, you know, today we have accountants. <laughs> we just do different jobs to make money. Like... The, the, it's it's not about morals like we moralize a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but in reality it's just about making a living yeah well and 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 that's one of the things that i i think when you look at the morals that you're seeing in this movie and kind of the marguerite and her bravery mm. and i I use that word because it's maybe the best word to use, mm. but it's also more of the folklore surrounding this story yeah. than than an accurate depiction of what actually happened to this woman, mm-hmm. right? But her bravery and standing up and accusing somebody because had her husband lost the duel, her husband wins the duel, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. I never got to the ending, uh, but had he lost the duel, she would have been-, been burned at the stake. Yeah. Um, and he would have been hung had he not been killed in the arena. Yeah. Uh, but the woman would have been burned at the stake, which as far as death sentences go, it is a much, much harsher sentence on the woman for that. Yeah. You'd rather be hung than burned. Yes. 
You'd rather a lot of things than be burned, really. Yes. So, you know, maybe it was bravery. Um, there's also a pretty strong possibility that she would have never done that without her husband making her. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's two theories. One is that she was telling the truth and she went through all of that because she was so dedicated to the truth. Um, and the other side was that her husband wanted all the lands that had been denied him and the prestige that he had lost to mm-hmm. this false friend mm-hmm. and that the whole story was fabricated and that she was a pawn to give him the ability to challenge this guy to a duel. Either way, he got to duel. Either way, he got to duel. And either way, I do not think Marguerite's health, safety, security, and sanity was on anybody's mind. No. I do not think she was ever protected. No. In this grand gesture. Not at all. It was It was yeah. not about her. It was about the power struggle. Yeah. Women do not report rapes when there are much, much less severe consequences than burning at the stake. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, even women who have been raped do not report because of negative consequences that come from reporting rape that are not nearly as bad as burning at the stake. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, for her to put her life on the line in that particular way, there was something not rational happening in her mind. Yeah, some, some, some force. Right. Some incentive. Yes. So something, you know, and and maybe that irrationality was a really strong belief that God was going to tell the truth. Yeah. It, it, it might have been that. Just a cause. We do not have enough information about how she felt and thought to make that call. We certainly do not well, have ben enough. Well, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon thought they had uh, that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that's something that... When it comes to history, herstory, <laughs> acknowledging <laughs> that we don't actually really have the woman's voice there mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Don't just make up her voice. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I know. But it did do that display of chivalry. Like, I'm going to protect my woman. And she's like, uh, this isn't very helpful. I could die, thank you. Horrifically. Yes. Um, I think it also, there was some really good casting there. Mm-hmm. I was actually a little put off by the casting of Jodie Cormer, who I like a lot. But I have only seen her play devious villains. And, and the woman in Free Guy. I don't remember her in Free Guy. She was at the love all. interest the okay. entire time. I believe you, but I think of her as Villanelle, Villanelle in Killing Eve, mm-hmm. and I just think it, it. She played it with a little bit of mania that didn't help. If that makes sense. Nope. Did not see it that way. Yeah. And and I think I think that's why it was just casting for me. Mm. Is that, you know, seeing Villanelle 
this like I saw Marguerite being played as a con artist assassin <laughs> instead of Jodie Cormer, the actress. Hey, we all bring things to the movies, but sometimes I know, you bring buck wild stuff, but, Amy. I know, I do. I know. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> the movie was bad without that aspect. It was, but I was also just kind of like, what is she supposed to be? Shifty? Like the whole time? Because. My word. Yeah, I know. Okay. Didn't. That's a you thing. It might be. That's a you problem. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. So chivalry, though. It's bad. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so stupid. Yes. Uh, since we recorded the intro, there has been a lot more nonsense going on surrounding the uh, arguments about Will Smith and the Oscars, and now the Academy is debating revoking Will Smith's Oscar. Woohoo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I come very strongly down on the side that we need to stamp out chivalry. It is not helpful. It does not help women. I know. I know that there are a lot of my ladies out there who do dream of a guy that would stand up for them like that. But the reality of it is, like... Uh, my exposure to people living that, that chivalry lifestyle is them getting charged with felonies. Right. And then the woman who's being, air quotes, protected, mm-hmm. and you see, you do see this aspect in this movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They actually have a lot more fallout to deal with from this chivalrous behavior than if it hadn't happened. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, now we're all here talking about Jada Pinkett Smith's alopecia for a week, and we wouldn't have been talking about it. In the same way, no. In the same way, if that hadn't happened. I mean, we actually centered more unwelcome attention on her mm-hmm. from his actions mm-hmm. that's that's one of the consequences is that the woman that's being quote unquote protected actually gets put through the ringer a little bit more yeah right yeah and i don't know that like watching this a lot of people really pick up on that right i i just don't think it crosses people's minds that it's a net negative yeah yeah, like it, it's 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 silly. It, it it's not it's not a good thing to base no. Your it's not on. it's not good for the for the women. Also, though, and this is where the ridiculousness of like let's try to really punish Will Smith for this comes in. Mm. Like in this movie, part of the reason for acting that way, part of the reason for men coming and doing that. Uh, is because there's a vacuum of justice. Yeah. Right? Yep. When there's a vacuum of justice, people have to take it into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got two things going on here. There's the vacuum of justice, and there's the actually fairly well-reasoned but not ideal response to the lack of justice. Yep. Right? Yep. Like, I 
do not want to see the need for Will Smith to slap Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But I very deeply understand why he did it. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And I do not think he should be disproportionately punished for it either. No. Because there are a lot of people, besides the names that we have said, who are responsible for what happened there. Mm-hmm. Right? Our society, the way we are looking at what comedy is, mm-hmm. it's not great. No. We've had a lot of problems with it in the past. Mm-hmm. We're having a lot of problems with it in the current moment. Mm-hmm. Um. All of these things. The Academy. the Like, all of these things are bad, mm-hmm. right? Um, Disparate treatment, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So flawed. Mm-hmm. Chivalry's no good. Right. It wasn't good back then. It's not any good now. But then there's the other aspect of it. Chivalry and these duels and stuff like that, this was only for the nobility anyway. Mm-hmm. It was never tolerated with the plebes, right? Yeah. It was never, t- the, you know, people have mentioned that the only reason he got away with it is because he's Will Smith. Yes, mm-hmm. that is what chivalry has always been. Yeah. Always. That's why the people who did that that Amanda saw had felonies against them and and Will Smith walked away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And there are a lot of people who want to talk about this in terms of, of race and there's always going to be an interplay with race in America. Mm-hmm. Always. Because we are a country that has a race-based class system. Right? Yes. But the income... Yes. Also, Will Smith is still in the upper class, y'all. Yeah. So is Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> so is Chris Rock. They qualify for having chivalry as an option. Yeah. It, right? it, it never worked out well for the income bracket I was serving. Right. Yes. It's like, yeah, I understand you wanting to defend your wife, sister, mother, whoever. Uh-huh. That's a good instinct. However. Yeah. It's... The way you chose to do that mm-hmm. made things worse for you and did not help her. Yes. Yes. So it's also come out since we last recorded that the gift bags for the Oscar nominees... We're worth $140,000. That's not unusual. Yeah. But I think that's something to put into perspective. They gave away Mm -hmm. uh, what a house should cost in my neighborhood, but doesn't anymore because of investors. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm betting you you some of that stuff is like lotion with gold flakes in it. Because... I, I read up on some, like, Oscars gift bags, like, five years ago. It's all really ridiculous stuff. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that is that that is the class that they are in. Mm-hmm. They don't even think about twice about giving away $140,000 worth of free things to these people. Mm-hmm. That is almost twice my income for a year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that, that is just as a throwaway. Mm-hmm. Like, who even wants all the things in a gift bag? Right? Yeah. And that is the person who can get away with a physical challenge of another person. On TV? On TV with a bunch of witnesses. And people are like, oh, come on, calm down, calm down, calm down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he knew he was wrong. And that, you know, 
He knew that he got out of control. Yeah, That's but you fine. try doing that in a 7-Eleven. Try, yeah. <laughs> Don't try doing that in a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, you, dear listener, do not get chivalry. No. That's not an option. You, dear listener, should not want chivalry. Because if you get it, you will get to visit your loved one in jail. At the very least. Yeah. That, that is what will happen to you, dear listener. And yes, race will play a factor. Oh, yeah. It oh. will get exponentially worse if yeah. you are not white. Yeah. Okay? So. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, man. I. Poof. Sometimes society. I know it. I know it. Society, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But that's one of the things about this movie. I don't know. Because I think I'm guilty of this, too. Mm. You watch a movie like that and like, oh, it's just ye olden times. And a lot of history, all you hear about are the incredibly elite. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you kind of think that's just how things were back then. Mm. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. You, dear listener... Would have been shoveling mud (laughs) and uh, completely expendable. And watching the duel for fun. Yeah. Let's see the rich people fight. Right. Like the response has been to the Oscars. Right. And you, dear listener, had you wanted to duel somebody at the time, you both probably would have been put in jail for it. Yeah. Like... It was never available to you, dear listener. Mm -hmm. This is not an olden times thing. If you're wealthy, rules are different. It's so true. That's just how it is. Yeah. And I think a lot of, especially at the Oscars, a lot of these celebrities come into our homes via our televisions Mm -hmm. and through the big screen and whatnot. We feel like we know them. We do. And they act so relatable and they do their Instagram stories. And we grow up with them even. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we grew up with like people my age with the Fresh Prince and all of that stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. We grew up with them. They are not us. No. You all. No. They are not. They they have a very different set of problems and priorities in their daily life. They do. Than we do. They do. And what they can do and what you can do are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not the law. The law will tell you that it, we we are treated equal. But, but witness it, you are not. Yeah. Just witness it, you are not. Amanda had so many people that did a Will Smith come through her office. Yeah. And it did not end well for them. No, it did not. So, I mean, big takeaway, chivalry, it's BS. <laughs> Yeah. And it never was for you. No. It never was for it's you. Just, I'm it, sorry. It isn't a positive. No. And for most people, it is just a story. Uh-huh. Yep. And do not make the mistake of thinking that you know, if you slapped Chris Rock. Oh. Whew, oh, my if word. If you slapped a guy at a bar, you'd be in big trouble. If you slapped Chris Rock, I did like... Just flee. Mm. <laughs> you run. Know, like, run. <laughs> like, leave the country. <laughs> nah. It's just... And, like, even the people who could live by chivalry 
it's not a positive for them. It's a no, it's a no. negative all the way down. It is a negative all the way down. Now and back yeah. then. Because I mean, even knowing that their problems and my problems are are really different, I still can't help but feel for Jada Pinkett Smith and the spectacle oh, yeah. that she was put through by both of those men. Continuously. Both of those men were responsible for the spectacle that happened to Jada Pinkett Smith that she did not deserve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it did not help an iota. No. <laughs> All right. Do you have an Uber rating for this? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Amy? It could have been so good. It could have been it a good movie. It could have been so good. It could have been a medieval legal drama. Which would have been... With a fight. Fascinating. It could have been amazing. These yahoos. I know. Ridley Scott, stop what you're doing. You think your audience is too stupid to appreciate your art. Why do you keep putting it out into the world to be unappreciated? Also, you're not any good. Yeah. Go make, home. Make it smarter. It would have, like... <laughs> Like, people like Law and Order, if you'd have put that with, yeah. like, swords, huh? If you hadn't made a two and a half hour movie doing the same story three times. I mean, it is. It's the Law and Order format. It is because it's, like, the crime and then the prosecution. Yeah. Like, like it would have been so cool. Maybe if you hadn't made a giant behemoth of a waste of time, people wouldn't have been on their cell phones in the movie theater. Oh. Idiot. Well, maybe it's just because you're one of the stupid millennials and you should stop killing Applebee's. Applebee's is disgusting. <laughs> they Apple serve wet food. Yeah, they also, like, some Applebee's owner put out an email in Lawrence the other oh, day. Oh, I saw that. Ugh. Saying that, like, ah, oh, the rise in gas prices is great because people will be more desperate. Yeah. Are they all on strike right now? They, they walked out. They just shut the, like, they didn't even lock the door, I think. They just Fantastic. walked out of the building. Yeah, Oof. gotta love them. Good for them. But all right. Well, I do want to remind everybody that we're professionals. Don't watch these at home.